Another episode of Hidden Takes, episode three. Uh, as usual, viewer discretion is advised because if you can't handle the heat, stay out the kitchen. Public service announcement number one of the day, Jay. But how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, brother. Very happy to be here. Very happy to have another Hidden Takes episode with you, my brother. Like always, ready to get into this hoop talk, my brother. Yes, sir. As usual. And let's start it right off. We got a new brand new segment. And this is contenders versus pretenders, Jay. Ooh, I like it. I'm excited. So we're just going to be talking about teams, and I'm going to be asking you how you feel about certain teams and if they're legit. So let's start it right off with the first team I got, the 14-8 and Washington Wizards, led by Wes Unseld. How are you feeling about the Wizards with a brand new cast, of supporting cast uh, under Bradley Beal? How are you feeling about the Wizards? Are they a contender or a pretender at the second seed right now? Now let me now let me just ask one clarification. When we say contenders, are we talking about like playoff contenders, or we're talking about championship winning contenders? Championship winning contenders, like elite uh, elite team in the East, like a top three. Are they going to finish it as a top three seed or top four seed uh, in the East and be like competing for an Eastern Conference Final? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. And so 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 if that if that's the case. I got the Wizards as a pretender, man. I know right now that they're they're sitting pretty in that in that second seat at, at fourteen and eight. But I mean, if we're if we're talking about the top five team top five teams in the East, you know, I definitely don't got the Wizards beating out the Nets. I definitely don't got beating out the beating out the Bulls. I know some people maybe I'm not, I may be a little higher on the Bulls than other people, but I personally don't think that throughout the span of eighty two game season, the Wizards will be able to to up you know upkeep that play and 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 keep going with that. You know, the Bulls, I think they have a uh, way more options and they can be able to keep that going throughout an 82 game season. I definitely don't have them beating, beating the bucks out. You know, I know the bucks uh, were off to a, a rough start, man, but you know, right now they're on an eight game winning streak, just rolling, you know, as they're getting all their player backs. And I mean, we, everyone know, everybody likes the Miami heat, man. The Miami heat are looking extremely deep over there, man. So if that's the question, pretend, uh, pretenders or contenders, man, a top, if they're going to be a top five seed, I got the wizards as a pretenders, but what about you, my brother? What about what you got? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think they're off to a, a great start. Um, you know, being I wouldn't we never expected them to be a top three seed uh, in the East. I thought they'd be probably a playing team. Um, so they're they're just out overachieving right now, and I don't see that this success continuing, especially when teams get their guys back. Um, you know, one of those teams being the the Bucks who have battled injuries and we've seen what they've done getting all their guys back and they've continued and started to win one of them being a huge win against the the Hornets on their home court but just as teams start to progress get their guys back nah they're a pretender to me despite uh, no disrespect to them they, they're off to a great start and can't take anything away from them but anyways Jay just wanted to feel like you were feeling on on, on the wizard Obviously, no magic there for the wizard. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's shift it over to the West. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks sitting at fourth in the conference in, in the West uh, over at 11 and nine. You know, Luca was out for an extended period of time. We've seen Kristaps uh, Przingis, as we talked about on our last recap show, emerging and becoming that second option that we always thought he could be. Had another big game last night for the Mavs. But how are you feeling about the Mavs? Are they a top four seed? contender or contender 
You know what, Jay? As crazy as it sounds, I think that they're going to end up as a top five seed in the West. I have them as a contender, Jay. You know, and and but I I, I want to just put a little asterisk to it. Not a contender to mess with. You know, the the number one seed Suns, the number two seed Warriors, the number three seed Jazz. But right now, like I said, you know, they're 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 sitting they're sitting at that fourth seed. If KP and Luca continue to, I mean, we know Luca is going to continue to be dominant Luca that we all know. But if KP can continue to keep his play his play like this, man. I don't see no reason as to why the Mavs can't, you know, finish in in, in a top five seed. We've seen, you know, the Lakers are are are, are struggling. Uh, we do, we don't know how they're going to do, uh, you know, throughout the game of, uh, throughout the eighty two game season. I don't think the Clippers are. I don't think the Clippers are really going to be able to land at top five seed. You know, just with Paul George, unless you know they make some make some moves. We, we know that in today's league, you need you know two or three you know real dominant stars to you know to be one of those those top five teams, man. And the Grizzlies, we just seen them go. You know. We just seen Ja go down, and I like how we said on the last pod, you know, they they don't look like they have much of an identity out there with Ja. And I actually am afraid that they're going to stumble on some games and not be able to, you know, to, to catch up. Wow, you know, Luca and KP and the Mavs over there, and my guy Mark Cuban is going to be able to pull it off, man. But what what you got, Jake? Uh, pretenders or contenders to you? I'm 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 out on the Mavs. I mean, I think they're a great team in in the regular season, but that's where we find that shift and that correlation between the translation between a play a good playoff team, a team who can compete in the playoffs and a good regular season. When I look at the Mavs roster, I look at a team who's going to be a, a good a good a solid regular season team and probably overachieve in that in that instance but when it comes to playoffs i think they're not going to be contender but a top 5 seed in the regular season i think they're contender for that but pretender when it comes playoff time and when they need to advance past the second round which we've seen luka never do yet so i'm not not ready to put them in that but jay just wanted to see how the temperature was on the mavs um doesn't look like they're getting out the stable but Let's talk about the next – let's talk about players, all right, Jay? Do it. There is a sniper from Latvia. I believe he's from Latvia in New Orleans right now. Jonas Valanciunas is wow. leading the entire NBA in three-point shooting right now, shooting at a clip of 52%, 51.7% on 2.5 <laughs> shots uh, attempts per game, Jay. Uh, he is on pace to be the first center in the NBA to shoot 45 plus three point percentage on two plus per attempts per game. Jay, is Jonas Valanciunas a contender or a pretender to le- to extend and go on to you know m- match this uh, historic rate? Like, is he a pretender or a contender to continue this throughout the rest of the season? You know what, Jay? As much as as much as I, I was happy to see, you know, a uh, 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 unconventional player out there hitting shots, man, and just and just really getting after it, I gotta go with. I gotta go down on down, man. I gotta go. He's a, he's a pretender. There's no way I think he'll be able to keep this up between the 82 games uh, span of a season, man. There's just too many great great shooters that really really do this for a living, man. Like, and I'm not even trying to say Jonas isn't. You know, he doesn't do this for a living, but his game isn't, you know, be out there in the three-pointer. The, the the Pelicans need him down low, beating, uh, you know, beating, beating people up down in the post and, and handling what he does. I mean, I think that if, if that's what he, if that's what he's going to try to do, the Pelicans are records going to get even worse, man, because they don't need Jonas Valanciunas posting up outside the three-point line, trying to, trying to, trying to take those shots, man. So I'm, I'm pretenders on that, Jay, but what about you? Yeah. I mean, 
I'm a pretender on that historic level that he's at right now. But I will say this and add this little caveat with Zion Williamson coming back. And we know that having a guy who can extend the range and my worry was they're going to have a clogged paint when Zion comes back with Valanciunas, a guy who likes to get nitty and gritty and, and grimy down low and likes to get his buckets down there. But if he can extend his range and shoot at this level or, you know, at least above 40% around that, you know, the percentage is going to naturally drop. I believe us both believing he's a pretender. So therefore, if he can shoot just at a somewhat above 40, 40% clip, man, I think that's great for the Pelicans and they could possibly make a run. So it ain't a bad thing and, and that and that sort of thing. But, Jay, I got one more team before we talk about, you know, games we saw. And, and that, that, is, that team that I want to talk about is the New York Knicks sitting at 11 and 10 right now, you know, just above 500. A team who we thought took, who took a great leap last year, you know. We, we were talking about them being uh, – I, I had them as a seventh or eighth seed, I believe, in our, pre, our Eastern Conference previews. But what are you feeling about them? Kemba Walker, Tom Thibodeau says he's out. He out the rotation, Jay. He ain't even touching the floor right now. Emmanuel quickly, all those guys took his minutes. Like, well, how are you feeling about the Knicks? They got a little trouble over there. You seen Julius Randle complaining after that Brooklyn game, saying he ain't getting calls. Man, it's bad right now in New York. What are you feeling about the Knicks? Pretenders or contenders? It's definitely looking bad over there in New York, man. Honestly, when, when I seen the article come out, Tom Thibodeau saying Kemba's out of the rotation, I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, I, I get it. You know, moving to the bench maybe maybe quickly or, or maybe Alec Burke is, is a greater option to start. But taking him out of the complete rotation, man, I I, I don't see the need in that. I don't see the, 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 the necessity to do that. I think Kemba Walker is a seasoned vet in the NBA. If, if anything, he can provide, you know, uh, buckets off the bench. You know, he could be he could be that spark plug player, uh, you know, off the bench right now, man. But man, Jay, like I, I, I had the Knicks a bit higher in the in the in the in the preseason uh, preseason rankings. But I'm 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 just mind blowing right now, Jay. Everything right now is just going down the drain, man. And I I do got I do got to say, Jay, it seems to be like how you said in the, in the preseason. You said that Tom Thibodeau seems to run his players to the ground, man. And it's kind of it's kind of looks like it's kind of looks like w- w- what's happened over there in New York, man. So if I had to go pretenders or contenders, Jay, unfortunately, man, as much as I as much as it it, it pains me to say this, because when New York Knicks basketball is on fire. The NBA world is on fire, man. That's the mecca of basketball, man. Mm-hmm. But as much as it pains me to say this, the Knicks are some, are some pretenders right now, man. And Tom yeah. Thibodeau himself is a pretender by taking out such a good player like Kemba out of the rotation, man. Yeah. But but, but what's up, Jay? Are you feel the same way? No, nah, I was baffled when I saw that. I mean, you take a guy like Kemba. You first of all, you paid him all that money, and you tra- you're paying him all that money to bring him in to add to. You know, Julius Randle, one of the things that he needed was another score, score, another playmaker to take some pressure off him, to take him out of the rotation, man. I think it's it's bad. Like, And there's talks now about John Wall, Kemba deal. Who knows about that? We won't even get into that right now. It's a topic for, for another discussion for another day. But, Jay, they're pretenders. I mean, I think they're in the contender range to make the playoffs or be in the playing game, but they ain't they ain't contenders like we kind of envisioned them being at least in the second round this year. But uh, I think they're pretenders for that. But anyways, Jay, let, let's move it forward. Let's keep it pushing to our next segment. And it'll be wrong two days later. 
we got to talk about the showdown. The top two, th- I, I think we can both for now say these two teams are contenders, two of the, the best teams in the league right now. And that matchup was the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors in Phoenix. Jay, tell me what you saw in that game, man, and, and, and how you're feeling about what, what took what transpired on, on that night. Man, Jay, well, you know, a, a, a couple of episodes, a couple of episodes ago, Jay, you know, I, I, we, I had asked you, I was, I was like, Jay, you know, we know, we see that, that the Suns are on a 14 game winning streak. Do we think they're going to be able to keep it up? Because we get they, you know, they had this super tough schedule coming up with Knicks, Nets, Warriors, and then, uh, and then a day off. And then, and then the Warriors again, you and most people on this earth said, no, they, they wouldn't be able to keep this up, man, because of this, of this super tough schedule. But wow, are the, are the Suns just proving everyone wrong right now, man. You know, like, like how you said, Jay, you know, great game, uh, uh, well fought, well fought by, by both teams, you know, the Suns and the pulling it out 104, 104, 96, man. And honestly, it was just, it was just a great overall team performance by the Suns, man, you know, having five players who score, who score double digits or, or, or more, man. But what I really want to highlight, man, is that is a next man up mentality that, that, that the Suns really had, you know, D book, their best player. I mean, I, I think we could agree. Devin Booker is, is their go-to player, their best player. He goes out. He only plays 15 minutes due, due to a hamstring injury. And there's no drop off. Like most other, like 29 other teams in the NBA would usually drop off when their best mm. players out of the game, man. You know, and yeah. players like p- players like Cam Johnson, you know, had four, uh, 14 points, shot 50% from the field, 42% from three. Landry Shamit, JaVale McGee, we're just ready to contribute, you know, w- 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 when their numbers are called. But Jay, I would be. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, in my opinion, the best role player in the league. And that's Mikael Bridges, man. He he can score so effectively, you know, when he needs to. But the most important thing and what he did in this game, which was huge, he realized that he wasn't hidden. It wasn't his it wasn't his night to score. The Suns needed him to be that defensive presence. And that's what he did, man. He 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 st- he st- was sticking to Curry, man. Made Curry's night very very miserable, man. He got 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 four steals, got a block, man. And it was just it was just some great o- overall team performance by by the Suns, man. And just real quick, I got to give it one more shout out to DeAndre Aiden, man. What an extremely versatile player, you know. Really proven uh Robert Sar- Robert Sarve and the entire Phoenix front office that they messed up, not giving them that, 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 that max, man, just, it was just, I just saw him, you know, being able to switch and being able to have the foot speed to keep up with Curry on the, on the outside and be able to take it to Draymond Green in the offensive end, man. But, but Jay, man, I noticed, I noticed one was hard. I noticed one was hard because the Warriors are just doing so good Jay. But what did you see from the Warriors and from the Warriors side of things, or, you know, talk a little bit about the Suns as well as we want. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this this was a great game. But just from the Suns side, I'll start with the Suns side of things. Uh, we're, we're just – this is just proving to me, and I always thought it before, was the Suns' run to the to the NBA Finals last year was not a fluke. Uh, they're a great team. They're an v- extremely deep team with great chemistry. They've got, like you mentioned, Jay, t- players, role players who, who are stars in their role. That was something I talked about the, on the last episode uh, when they're talking about their streak and dressing that. They got Cameron Payne as a great backup player. They're long, they're lanky, they're athletic. They got great defenders who know night in, night out what their role is, how to do that. They're stars in their role. Um, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, all those guys stepped up. Um, we saw De- DeAndre Ayton playing like that, that first, uh, the first pick that they had all had envisioned. 
um, and betting on himself. He's, he's going to get a contract extension because he just adds a whole nother dynamic to, to the Suns that that's really hard to stop. The, the Warriors didn't have the length to contest his shots and he was just getting easy looks at the basket. Um, and, and to start off, like starting out losing Devin Booker uh, in, in, the, in, the fir- in the first half, I, th- I personally thought the Suns were done. But what did they show? They showed, like you said, the next man up. What, what's been the story of their, their run to the finals last year and continued now on their historic streak that they're on right now, man. So it's just, it's just a story that are told. Maybe they would have beat the Lakers to begin with in the first round and then, you know, beaten all those healthy teams. Like this just this goes to show you how the depth of the Phoenix Suns, and, and I can't really say much else to them. I mean, they played a great game. They protected home court. Uh, Jay Crowder hit some huge threes, um, dagger threes at the end of that game. And then I believe Cameron Payne also hit the dagger. Or no, no, Landry Sham hit the dagger to close it out. So just a great performance at home. And then let me shift it to what, what I saw from, from the Golden State Warriors. I mean, a team who's coming in um, at, the, at that time being the, the top team in the NBA best record wise, I can, we can say for now for the next couple of days that it's definitely the Phoenix suns. And they proved that on Tuesday night, but I just look at the star player, Stephen Curry. Uh, and if you look at the box score, it was four for 21. I got to give credit and respect to, to Mikhail bridges and the effort he put out defensively. But at the same time, I mean, I think there was like two or three times when Steph airballed going four for 21. I mean, I, I would, this is one of his worst games of his careers, if not his worst game of his career. And you only lose by eight on, on, on the road against a team of the caliber of the Suns. 23 turnovers to add to that. Anytime you turn over the, I said that, uh, tweeted that out. Anytime you turn over the ball 23 times on the road, especially. Um, against any team, especially the caliber of the, the team of the Phoenix Suns, Jay, uh, you're not winning that game, man. Um, but on the positive side of the things, uh, Jordan Poole, man, a guy who, Jay, we, we talked about being an MIP, um, still still making a great case for that. Nine from 15 from the field, six from 12 from three, 28 points, um, Somehow minus nine, that's why you can't put too much into that plus minus sometimes. But just uh, overall, just his patience, a great game from him. Probably one of the only bright spots for the, for the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins didn't look like himself. Um, Kavon Looney was getting played off the floor. Um, and then and then you look down the line, just the other role players, you know, role players don't play as well uh, on the road. Um, and that's what we saw, guys like, JTA guys who are usually solid in the role, just making key crucial turnovers. Um, and, and that's, that was just the story of the game for the, for Warriors. I look for in the rematch, um, albeit Devin Booker going to be out of that game. Uh, I look for the Warriors to bounce back in that one, but I mean, just, just the Phoenix Suns just showed me a lot and uh, they're a contender, stream contender, man. 
<laughs> they showed the nah. they you know Jay they the the Phoenix Suns really showed the world you know that they they they're, they're not to be playing with they're you know a lot of people including myself you know including myself we have to agree you know we have to right our wrongs and agree when we are wrong man I I myself was saying that the Phoenix Suns you know weren't for real that they got there because of all these injuries but man they have you know been kicking butts and been, been kicking butts and, and and taking names man and and yeah Jay like honestly I just I, I just want to touch on. On, on Jordan Poole, like how you said, man, just an amazing performance, you know, and, and you know, we, we talked about, we talked about him being that guy when Curry's out, right? Curry wasn't out, Curry, Curry was there, but, you know, maybe not mentally there, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't really hitting his shots, he was, he was having, ha having a tough time, felt like, felt like, I felt like the, the entire Warriors team was just getting a little bit sped up and getting, and having the playing to the sun's pace and you know which is why you know that caused for, the, for those 23 turnovers except for Jordan Poole man Jordan Poole controlled his pace played the game played the game that 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 he wanted but Jay I would be I'd be wrong if I didn't talk about who I think would have been so much help to the Warriors and that's that guy Wiseman man I think that if Wiseman would have been in this situation I think he could have been a good matchup for DeAndre Ayton you know I know Wiseman's young and it would have took you know would have took took some learning uh, to be able to go against a you know I wouldn't call DeAndre Aiden a seasoned vet, but I mean he's gotten some pretty good experience, you know, going on a deep playoff run. But I think Wiseman would have great would have been a great matchup to put in there to be able to combat Aiden and, and all of Aiden's size, man. But yeah, that was no, a great I mean game Jay, Jay, no, I mean I think the key guy they missed was Clay Thompson, oh, man. Of course, of um, course. But but yeah, no, I mean from from the Warriors started standpoint, I mean there's not too much to be. Like, hold your head down. You lost by eight. Steph had a terrible game. Not to take anything away from the Suns. Like, I think it meant a lot to the Suns for sure. Maybe a little more than the, the Warriors. And, and it showed on the on just how the game came out. Not saying the, the Suns came out ready to prove something. And the energy showed from tip. Whereas the Warriors were a little slow to get into things. But, yeah, we won't we will touch too much on that game, Jay. Looking forward to the, to the rematch on uh on Friday and seeing how the Warriors respond and if the Suns continue their streak as well. Although they play tonight against those mighty Pistons. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, be careful of the Pistons. But Jay, um, just real quick, and you think they're going to extend to 18 tonight? Jay? I think I think I think they'll be able to extend to 18 tonight. <laughs> okay. And like okay. like I said, like I said on the other pod, I think that the 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 uh, the winning streak will will end at this next upcoming Warriors game because not only is Devin Booker out, but I mean we talk about all the time, uh, you know NBA NBA players they don't lose they don't if they mess up in one thing they make sure they hammer that down the next time and they yeah. get it down. And I think the Warriors and Steve Kerr are going to come with the entire different game plan. You think 30 plus from Steph Friday night? Mm. Man, I don't I don't know about thirty plus because if Mikael's going to be in there, man, and I just think that 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 length and was was hard, but I think it's going to be a great overall team performance from the Warriors, and I think they're going to be able to pull it off. You got thirty plus? I got thirty plus for the, for okay. for Wardell. I got thirty plus, but I can I could see it'll be slowing down, but I just think they're going to adjust more ball movement, more action. But uh, but Jay, let's uh let's keep it pushing. Um, what 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 are some other two games or games that stood out to you um, this week and and kind of talk about them? So so one game you know one game that that, that really stood out to me was this uh, was this Lakers Lakers versus Kings game man you know the the first the first thing that I noticed right off the bat man was AD and Russ's connection is finally starting to improve finally get finally starting to get a little bit better man you know it seemed like at the beginning of the season it was more of my turn your turn my turn your turn now it seems that it's more of, of a duo threat you know more pick and rolls more uh 
being able to pick and choose when to attack. You know, AD had 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, shot 54% from the field. Uh, Russ, 23 points, five rebounds, six assists, and shot 42% from the field. But that's not even who I want to highlight, man. What I want to really highlight is the Lakers bench, man. They really came out and they really brought it, you know, had 58 points off the bench. Malik Monk, 22 points, 60% from three, 50% from the field. Dwight Howard looking like some vintage Dwight Howard, 12 points, 13 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. And Melo, you know, coming off the bench, doing his thing, you know, uh, 14 points. And, 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 and what was really most impressive to me, Jay, was that what has been the, the tale of the Lakers season, just doing great in the first half and falling off in the second half, man, that was the complete opposite in, in, in this game. I mean, they kind of stayed locked in throughout the entire game, but the second half is when they really turned it up in the third quarter. They outscored the Kings 37 to 15 in the fourth quarter. They, they outscored the Kings 30 to, to 30 to 18, man. And, you know, it's funny, Jay, you know, people say every L is a lesson, right? And and I, and I think that the Lakers actually took that as a lesson. You know, on November 26th, that, that double OT game that they went in with the Kings, the Lakers got torched by Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald forced the game uh, to overtime, for, just was hidden, getting to his spots, doing whatever it is that he wants to do. This game, I like how we talk about, Jay, when an NBA team or NBA players get torched in something, they make sure that they got that down for next time. This game, Buddy healed five points, shot 14% from the field and 16% from three. The defense just really forced him into, into shots that he didn't want to take, man. So I, it, honestly, just a very impressive uh, uh, second half by the Lakers. And that, that 40, and, 40 and eight run was definitely what blew the game wide open, man. But to, 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 to me, biggest thing was to see that AD and Russ connection actually working and it being less of, Russ's turn and AD's turn. Russ's turn and AD's turn. And LeBron wasn't in there, man, which is, I thought was a definite loss for the Lakers, man. But is, is, there, uh, is there anything you want to highlight from that game, Jay? No, Jay. And, and um, no, in terms of just the Lakers and it kind of, I kind of have a question that I was going to ask you later on in the show when I had listed was, Jay, for me, the Lakers – against a team like the Kings, like that's a team that they should be with LeBron or without LeBron. Um, despite like all the things that you said, like I, I thought that was, you know, it was a good win against the Kings, um, you know, bounce back being in the team can't ever lose to a team twice in the NBA. And, and they didn't do that. They came out, performed and beat them. But Jay, my question to you is the Lakers, despite having LeBron, despite having these injuries, they've had AD and, uh, and Russell Westbrook, um, healthy for the majority of the season. Um, and they are, I believe, one game over 500 right now um, in, in the standings. Let me, let me double check they're that. Actually, sitting, They're sitting right there, right, right, in, right in sixth place. Yeah, right in sixth place right now um, as <clears throat> at 12 and 11 right now. But, Jay, my question to you is, I, I think the, the Lakers are underperforming. You know, I had them as – number three seed uh, to, to start the season. But I think they just – they sacrificed a lot of their rotation as we see Alex Caruso thriving in, uh, in Chicago. We see that Montrez Harold, Kyle Kuzma, and Cotavius Caldwell-Pope are leading the Washington Wizards to a team that we talked about as pretenders, but as 14-8 and eight right now in, in the East. So my question to you is if the if – the, uh, Lakers continue to just stay mediocre at 500, which I kind of see them, you know, floating around 500 because of all these injuries, because of their lack of depth, because of LeBron potentially missing 10 days plus um, 
due to COVID, which is very extremely unfortunate. Do you see Frank Vogel uh, being kind of the scapegoat or being fired and, and be the first one out? Because they're not getting rid of AD. They're not getting rid of LeBron. And no one re- want, is going to want Russell Westbrook's uh, huge contract. So my question to you, Frank Vogel on the hot seat, is he the first one out? How are you feeling about that? What's the temp on that? Frank, to me, in my opinion, Frank definitely is on a, is on a hot seat right now, man. And you know, I I don't think it's time yet to kick him out the door, only because his best player and the glue to all of this. I mean, I get my AD is definitely the best player on the team, but the glue to all the LeBron is the glue. AD is the best player, but LeBron, LeBron is the glue to all this. He has met, he is, he's missed so much time, but he's, he's definitely, his seat is burning up, Jay. He's, he's got, he's got the, the butt warmers yeah. on the seat because the lineup sometimes just don't really make sense. Uh, right. He, the, he, he doesn't seem to run what works, man. There's the, from the beginning of the season, I don't know why the Lakers haven't been running high pick and rolls with, with uh, Russell Westbrook and, and Anthony Davis from the, from, from the rip, man. And I just think that his lineups are the, are the, are the biggest question mark to me. Uh, you know, people talk about, Oh no, Frank Fowler is a good coach. You won a championship. Okay. Well, they had LeBron and AD and that it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was a whole different thing, man. That, that was in the bubble. Might, it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't think the bubble had much to do with it. I just think that mm-hmm. it was LeBron and Anthony Davis. And just at that point, LeBron was just playing at such a high point. Anthony Davis was bringing it every single night, man. And I just, and when Anthony Davis brings it, there's just nobody in this league. And we talk about it all the time. There's nobody in this league that can stop him. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that, Jay. But to me, uh, Frank Vogel's biggest downfall right now is, why I said the bubble, not to take anything away from what happened in the bubble and then winning the championship there. It's that the depth that they had in the bubble, they were extremely deep, uh, deep team there. They had Caruso, they had JaVale McGee, they had Dwight Howard, they had Ray John Rondo, who was playing at a higher level. Um, they had all, THT was still on the roster. They had all these pieces and depth on that roster that Frank Vogel, I feel like, and you talk about the rotations, Jay, it's like he still thinks they're, they're as deep as they were in 2020, which they're not. And I think that's leading to a lot of the issues they have. He's playing he's believing almost too much in his bench where he should be giving more time to Malik Monk all these guys who deserve more minutes where he's relying on his reserves like it's 2020 so he's got to fix up or uh, Jay like you said he's gone man like he, he's stuck in the past too much and he's got to play the guys that are going to win him games uh, but, yeah Jay Absolutely, Jay. I'm 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 right there with you, man. I I just think that 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 that's what's at the end of the day. If he doesn't make a change, then I think that Rob Palenka and that Lakers organization really needs to be looking towards you know making a change with with him, man. Just got to see who's out there. I I think that Alvin Gentry wouldn't have been the 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 worst option, man. But I don't know, man. It's kind of look. It's kind of looking rough out there. But I I definitely agree with your point that he thinks that he still has that same depth as that 2020 roster, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and it's, it's the Lakers are the most win now team in the NBA. Like LeBron's not getting any, any younger. So they, they're win now, or if you can't do that, you can't help them out. Then, then you're out. Um, but yeah, Jay, let's keep it pushing. I just wanted to feel how, what the temperature was that. So let's talk about some news, um, some key pieces, the, the focal point for one team and a huge piece, one of the top two or three players, however you want to look at it for this team, and that team's the Miami Heat. And we just found out yesterday that my, uh, that Bam Adebayo, their center, their star center, is set to 
to get thumb surgery and expected to miss the rest of December, four to six weeks. And that's maybe not even be the timeable, Jay. So what do you look at when you see, bam, the key piece, the center of the future for the Heat being out for that extended of the times and all the injuries? Also, you know, Jimmy Butler, Vic Aladipo still not back. The Heat battling all these injuries. Um, even Tyler Hero missing yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah. So what, what do you see for the heat? Are they going to be able to weather this storm? Like, are they going to be able to keep it hot there? Or is it going to be cold for the heat? <laughs> <laughs> are they going to be able to keep that heat on, Jay? I don't yeah, know, man. Jay. Yeah, Jay. Uh, uh, honestly, Jay, I don't know if they'll be able to keep that same uh, – that same type of pressure and and again no pun intended that same type of heat on that that that, that they've been bringing all Plot season pressure, yeah I don't know if they'll be able to keep that same pressure, man, but I got to highlight the same, the, 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 one of my favorite pickups, you know, during the entire off season, that was just the PJ Tucker pickup, man, is extremely, extremely underrated pickup. And the heat were happy, we're happy to have him, you know, as a defensive player, as a hustle player, but you know, with Bam now being out, you know, with, with his thumb injury, I think that PJ can fit right in, not do everything that Bam can. He's not, he's not nearly uh, as, as much of a scoring threat. He's not nearly as much of a lob threat in, He's he is a different game, but I think that the drop off won't be as bad. You know, I like I like I have here uh, written up the drop off, uh, like we talked about a couple episodes, the drop off from for the Nuggets, MPJ to Jeff Green. That's a big drop off to me. That's that's a uh, you might lose a playoff series. PJ Tucker, I mean, we've seen what he can do. I know he's getting up there in age, man, but we've seen what he can do. He gave Kevin Durant a hard time last year in the, in, in that uh, in that Bucks Nets um, playoff series, man. So I think that the drop off. Will be there, but it won't be as significant, and which is which is great for the Heat, man. You know, because like you said, Jay, they're battling so many injuries, and with the, uh, with Markeith Morris still being out because of that Jokic bow to the to, to the <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah. So, no. man, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's looking kind of it's looking like some pressure will be taken off, but you know, I, I don't think that I don't think that they'll get to the point where they drop too many games that they can't make it back when Bam comes back. But how do you feel, Jay? Yeah, no, I think I think they got they like you said they added that depth just for this this moment when a player missed out. Um, I think they're one of the deeper teams, especially in the East. Um, so I think they're set up to be successful. Dwayne Dedman um, is going to be a guy who's got to step up and play uh, a little bit of a, a role for them. So I think they're going to be okay, especially in the East. I think they're going to have a better chance. They may loot, drop some games, but. I think they'll be right around the middle of the pack there uh, in the playoff standings around that four, five, six seed when Bam gets back uh, on the bright side of things for them. Uh, but Jay, man, it, it, I can't lie as a fantasy owner, uh, having Bam on oh, my squad, man, man, man that, hurt. Oh, that hurt. Jay, I forgot I you had Bam on your fantasy. And you never want to see a guy go down. Obviously, that's their livelihood. That's their career. But, man, when he's on your fantasy team, it even adds uh, salt to the wound. key player man. like that. Key oh. player, like second-round pick. Oh, man. Bam, if you're, if you're listening, we know you, you're a fan of the show. So get back get back healthy soon, man. We need and, you and back. Come on, help, help Jay. Because, <laughs> hey, guys, I, I'm, I, Jay, I, I, I got to put it out there. Jay is 6-0 in this damn fantasy league, y'all. He has not lost a game. And, bam, if you ruin the game for him, Jay might have some feelings towards you. <laughs> nah, it's good. Hey, but Jay, this is why we, we, we you got to get off to a fast start. But you're you're back on it too. You, Jay, Jay's making a run of his own. But 
we, you got to get win those games early so you can uh, make up for when you when your team and guys go down. But uh, let's keep it pushing to another team who's going to be hurting without their star. And that's a guy who we've all wondered, Jay, and we've talked about it before on the show, John, was Damian Lillard. It hasn't been looking like himself. And it was because, like I said back in, in past, because of the injury that he re-aggravated in, in the Olympics, and that's an injury to his ab, expected to be out now 10 days um, after an MRI confirmed it, it was a lower ab injury, man. So this is just a huge blow to the to the Portland Trailblazers, a team who are already just right there with mediocrity, a team who the Dame was potentially looking like all those doubts he had about them needing and then taking back what he said about wanting to get out if they don't make moves and they didn't really make any moves that, that brought them forward. So Jay, what what's, are they going to be able to weather the storm without Dame, a guy who was struggling, but who is their leader, albeit like he, he's the guy who makes them go at the end of the day. So how are you feeling on that? Man, Jay, unfortunately, I don't think they'll be able to to to, to weather this storm without uh, without Dame. Uh, only only good thing that comes from this is CJ McCollum got in my fantasy, so you know he's gonna be putting up buckets. But man, like to, yeah, to answer the to, to answer the question, I I I don't think that they'll be able to weather this storm, and it, it, it's very it's very frustrating to see because you know as uh the. As the the Blazers were starting to get get it rolling a little bit, they they were starting to fill in Larry Nance Jr. for 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 Nurkic's spot, and they were actually starting to roll a little bit. And we've seen Dame, you know, pick up his his, his performance. But I think when now with this injury and in, in, in him, I believe he's to, set to miss like two weeks or something or, or something around that time. I think that they're gonna they're gonna drop the ball, drop too many games, and I don't know if they'll be able to to be able to ca- uh, ca- catch that back and 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 get back on the roll right now. They're sitting. They're sitting in eighth seed, tied with the Clippers in seventh seed, and but also tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves in the ninth seed, and then they're also and then the um the Nuggets tenth seed, uh and and they're they're at ten and eleven. But I think that when the Nuggets you know start to get a little healthier, start to get some players back, you know we just seen that Jokic Jokic just came back the other day. I think that the 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 Nuggets will be able to pick up and climb up those rankings, and I think that teams like the Portland Trailblazers that are missing key key players like. Dame Lillard are going to climb down. And I really, I really don't want to see Dame in another playing situation because it's, it, he, he, where is his career going? You know, is he just going to be a playing player forever? You know, and very, also very frustrating just to see as a, uh, you know, as, as, as a Blazers fan, you know, as a Blazers, I mean, I'm not a Blazers fan, but for someone that is a Blazers fan, like that could definitely be frustrating because your team is playing each year, then knocked out first round. The farthest you go is you know first round, second round, but never real true championship and title contenders. And at what point do you ask yourself, all right, we gotta blow this up, man? So yeah. I, yeah. I think that they need they need to be looking they need to be looking elsewhere, man. Um, I I've been said this. I know Blazers fans don't want this, but trade CJ McCollum for ben, uh, for Ben Simmons, get a whole different look in there, and you know Sixers would love that. And I think that Ben Simmons will bring them some much-needed defense that, that that they need. But how do you feel about the Blazers, Jay? Will they be able to weather the storm? No, nah, I don't. I don't think they were already struggling. Dame was already struggling without them, uh, despite it being in Fernie's and Fernie Simmons' time. Um, I think the the Blazers aren't going to be able to weather the storm. I'm a, I'm, you took the words right out of my mouth, Jay. So you know, I don't even got to say real much when it comes to that. But yeah, let's let's keep it pushing as well with some more news. So, Jay, let's talk about this team. 
or these two teams, I should say. So after a four-month investigation, the NBA has punished the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat with a loss of second-round draft picks because of premature discussions into the free agency of guards Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry, the league announced Wednesday which is yesterday when we're recording this, Chicago will lose their, lose their next available second round pick after the league concluded that these t- teams had impermissible discussions with representatives of the, player, uh, uh, of the players ahead of the opening free agency on August 2nd of 2021. In a memo, two teams obtained by ESPN, the league wrote both teams fully cooperated with these investigations which was a factor in the penalties. So Jay, so w- with this news and what, what do you, what do you, how come, how, how are you feeling about this? I mean, that's, that's obviously big news for a team like the Bulls and the Miami Heat who obviously value their second round picks because they're going to be competing. They're going to be in the playoffs. So those second round picks, they're going to have late first round picks because they'll already be in the playoffs. So those second round picks, that's when you find those kind of steals, those role players who are integral to a team uh, who wants to be contenders. So what, what do you think about this news and what effect does that have on those two teams? You know, I, I was I was listening to Auto Smoke, you know, when Matt Barnes is stacking and they and 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 then, you know, they, they were talking a little bit about this and stack brought up something that I never even I never even really thought of this way, because, you know, at first I was I was like, well, you know, that's what they deserve. That's the, that that's the fine they deserve. But, you know, when free agency hits, you know, when mid, when midnight hits so many trades just start boom, 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 like all of a sudden, like there's no way that they didn't already, you know, all, all, all teams didn't already discuss this, didn't already have this talk through. What I think happened here was that, you know, someone, another team was trying to get Alonzo or trying to get, uh, or, or trying to get the uh, Kyle Lowry and they didn't get it. And then they had some inside moves that the Bulls and the Heat were talking to them prior to anything. And I think they were just salty. I think they were just salty and they just wanted to rat out everyone, man, because I think realistically, this has been happening in the NBA, man. Every, I mean, every year we see, as soon as midnight hits, we see like five, six trades. I mean, five, six signings just go down. You know, that did, there's no way that they're up at midnight. Just like, yeah, I'm ready to sign. You know, they've been talking, man, whether it's agent, whether it's players, whether it's, you know, friend and friend and like in the, in the, in the off season, we see players all the time. Come play with me, you know. Come talk, uh, come talk, come come do this, come do that. And I think that's just regular, man. I think that's that's just the, where the NBA has gone now. But like how you said, Jay, it is instrumental, and it's very upsetting for the Bulls and the Heat because now they've lost their their, their draft pick. Honestly, like how you said, Jay, they're gonna make playoff pushes, if not deep playoff pushes. So they're not gonna get a high pick, man. So that's where they are supposed to find those gems. And unfortunately, they they lost it, man. They lost it. How do you how do you feel about the situation? Was it was it justice or or was it was it wrong to, to take it away from them? No, I mean, I think it's just yeah, like you said, that's part of the game. Don't don't hate the player, hate the game, man. That's that's part of the offseason. That's part of free agency. You're going to have those those talks before that's already happening. They just got caught, man. They, that's as simple as it is. They got caught. The team ratted. Uh, on some snake shit and, and that that's what happened man the, and it's it's unfortunate for those teams but that's just a part of the game you know you do your dirt sometimes you got to do the time as well so uh the bulls and the heat are doing the time jay but that's all the news we got for 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 this episode man but let's keep it pushing and go to our last segment which is game picks for when we're li- you're listening to this this episode is being on, recorded on december 2nd uh so this will be for the december uh tomorrow's games which will be december 3rd 
So that's what we're doing our picks for. Yes, sir. All right, Jay, you ready to do these picks? You ready to run yes, them off? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, here we go. Jay, first game of the night is the team that just we just talked about just lost their, lost their draft picks, the Miami Heat versus the struggling Indiana Pacers. Who you got in that one, my brother? I got the Pacers in that, man. I think the undermanned Heat team, we don't know if Jimmy's going to be back for that. Uh, the Pacers know that they have to get back on the board with with the dub. Um, shout out to homie who got mixed by Trey, Trey Young, put him, <laughs> put him in the blender last night. My goodness. Um, he they got The whole squad's got to recover. Karis LeVert, I don't know what he's been doing, but he has not been looking good, uh, Jay, and that was something you said. But, yeah, not to, to, to get overdo it. Yeah, I got the Pacers in that one because they need to win. So that's who I'm going with. Okay, okay, I, I, I gotta, I gotta go the other way, Jay. I gotta go with the yeah. Miami Heat, man. I think that, I think the Heat are gonna be, are gonna bring in man. You know, they now that they are under man, they need to bring it in these, in these easy win games so they don't fall too deep down the schedule. So I think that Eric Spoelstra is gonna make sure them boys bring it. But uh, next game that we got, my brother, would be the Washington Wizards versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who you got on that one? I got the Wizards in that. I think the. The Cleveland's playing plays every team tough though. I don't think it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. Uh, maybe down to, to five 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 to ten points, maybe even closer. Who knows? But I got the Wizards in that one, grinding out a close game against the the team with Evan Mobley back in the lineup. Man, Jay, you talked about it. That guy Evan Mobley, I can't go against him, man. And right now the Cavs being on that three game winning streak, man. So I, I I'm I'm gonna swerve on this one too, Jay. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm go with the Cavs on this one. I think they'll be able to. To, to pull that one out, man. But, Jay, this next game, you you predicted this last year, Jay. You predicted this last year. 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks, Jay. You get That's the ESPN, game of the night. Who you got on that game? Got to go with my Hawks. I got <laughs> to go with the birds. I got to go with the oh. birds and that. Yeah, no, I got I got the, the Hawks. Um, just continuing to do what they do. Playing at an extremely high level. Trey's playing at – uh, all NBA team level right now, superstar player that we thought he, he took those leaps last last season in the playoffs. Um, and we're starting to see him really know how to lead this team. And that's what they need from him, especially with the guys they got out right now. And he's doing that. And I think he'll continue to do that Friday night. Absolutely, Jay. You know, as much as as much as I like the 76ers, man, as much as I think that they're, they're a good team, I think right now the way the Hawks are playing, the way the Hawks are rolling, led by Trey Young himself, I got to go with the Hawks on now, man. All right, next game we got, Jay, is the Brooklyn Nets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I got the I got the Nets in that, but I think D'Lo is going to have a big game because as you see, he shows out in those revenge games. But I got the Nets in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I think Dilo does good too, but not not yeah. fifteen and six good. So no. I got I got the Nets on now. And all right, next game, brother, is a hard. This is going to be a very hard game to watch. The Houston Rockets versus the Orlando Magic. Oh <laughs> got man, that's a bad bull. But uh, but I got I got I got the surgeon. I got the surgeon Rockets in that man. They're pl- playing some some good basketball, especially. Uh, with even with guys out, we saw we saw them take care of business against the lowly uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But I think they're they're starting to piece things together and maybe a hot take, bro. But they might be playing better without Kevin Porter in the lineup, man. I don't know. Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Jay. I don't know, Jay. But I'm, I'm 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 right there with you, man. I think that I think that the Rockets, you know, got some some great young talent, you know, in in in, in Christian Wood and all in all these 
uh, all these great young players and just just basically young guys versus young guys. Just a little a scrimmage of this game. So I got I definitely got the Rockets on that one. Next game of the night is the uh Pelicans versus the Mavs. Sorry, I could not get that out. Pelicans versus the Mavs. Who you got on that one, brother? Pelicans versus the Mavs, man. I got the Mavericks in that. Yeah, no, just was Luca, KP. Yeah, balling right now. You you gonna disrespect my guy Jonas Valanciunas like that? <laughs> Jonas is gonna <laughs> knock him down though. Put him up. Nah, but yeah, I still I'm, got the Mavs though. I'm right there with yeah. you. Jonas yeah. is gonna put him up, but he's gonna put him up and still lose the game. <laughs> All right, next <laughs> yeah. next game, Jay, is the Celtics versus the Utah Jazz. It's gonna be a good game. Who you got taking that one? I got Utah. I mean, they're a great regular season team. Playoffs, different story, but remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, no, I got the the better coach team and the more well-rounded team in that one. Okay. All right. And then, and then next game we got Jay is going to be the battle of LA Los Angeles Clippers versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Who you got winning that one, Jay? Uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers in that one. I think that they're uh, just a team who's playing just better basketball right now, despite losing last night, but Paul George was out last night, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I think just Paul George is going to take over at the end, especially with LeBron being out. Okay. But okay. who you got, Jay? You got I, I, I got to go with the Lakers on this one, man, yeah. because, you know, Lakers are now on a two-game two winning streak. And, like you know, like we talked about, I've been seeing that connection with AD and Russ really starting to grow, man. He's, he's role players off the bench. That'll be a good game. But, Jay, the best game of the night, the game we're all going to be looking forward to, the rematch, Jay, the rematch. The Phoenix Suns versus the Golden State Warriors, the same record, basically two number one seeds. Who do you got winning that one, brother? I got Golden State in that one. I think they're, they know that they, they had a tough game. They know they need to bounce back against the Suns, um, especially protect home court at Chase Center. Steph's not going to go for four for 21. I'm expecting a get big game from Steph uh, on the home court. I'm expecting them to change a few things on offense, get a little more ball movement, all that kind of jazz that will work in their favor, and they're going to come out with W in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Jay. Uh, we talk about all the time NBA players, NBA teams do not make the same mistake twice. Definitely don't think Curry's going to have a, t- a bad game like that again. And I know Steve Kerr is going to just implement different lineups, different paces, and just play in a different style. And I think the that the the that the Warriors will be able to pull this one off, man. But all right, Jay, let's go. It's, it's a good slate of games. That's a good yeah, slate of games for a Friday. Yes, but all right, man. So Jay, I, I I think this is a good point place for us to go ahead and just wrap it up here, Jay. As always, man, this was a great great episode. You got you got any last words you want to say uh, for the fans here? No, man. Appreciate your support. Watch watch us. Keep watching us. Keep messing with us. Yes, sir. Keep 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 messing with us, man. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram. It'll be right here and in the description down below. And for you guys are on on uh, podcasts, it's at Clutch Talk Pod. Once again, that's at Clutch Talk Pod. Don't miss it because we over there, we active, and we have fun over there, man. But if that's it, man, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.